Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi everyone, it's Kim Hughes and today I am so excited to share with you some great tips um, on how to create a farm area that you can market to. So when you talk about a farm area, you know, usually that is a neighborhood, a community, a subdivision. Um, it could be a complex of condos. Um, you know, it's whatever it is in your market, right? So where I live, we're more rural. So we don't really have subdivisions. I think we have maybe two. And, you know, I live in a town of about 6,000. So if I was an agent in my town, I would just probably pull my zip code and decide how I'm going to market from that zip code. I'm, of course, not going to be able to market to every resident or every homeowner in my town, but I can at least kind of sit down and figure out a system so that maybe over the year I can, you know, market and be in front of them in their mailbox. So I know a lot of people in today's world think that um, mailing postcards to a farm area is not going to work. Well, I've been doing this for over 30 years. I've had my business for going on 24. And in all that time, we have seen great markets. We have seen the worst of the markets. And then we've seen the happy medium. And I will tell you right now, those people or I should say those agents that continue to market regardless of what's going on in the market, they are always going to be the ones that the homeowner thinks of. Because back in 2008, 9, and 10, when we had the housing crisis, there was a lot of foreclosures, a lot of short sales. So what we did was we helped our agents create a way to stay in front of those those homeowners and help those homeowners that were in foreclosure or in short sale because they didn't know what to do. So what I did with my agents or my clients was we created and developed a strategy and that strategy paid off and it's still paying off. I'm telling you right now what we did in 2008 for an agent that was with me and if she is consistently still or he still doing that they are reaping the rewards. And it, the, the key to all of this is, is to be consistent. Talk to your market about what they want to hear or what they should know. So what goes on in New Mexico real estate is going to be different from Texas. Texas is going to be different than South Carolina. So everybody is going to be different in their market. So what I need you to do is look at your market and say, if I was going to create, say, 100 addresses, how would I do that? And what, where am I going to look at in my community at who gets those postcards first? And then you'll stagger them out. So that's what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the entire strategy. And um, everything that I'm talking about is going to be in the show notes. So all you have to do is just print those out, copy it, uh, PDF it, put it on your phone, whatever you want to do. 
so that when you get to a point where you can market to a, a, a farm area, then you know what you need to do. So the first thing you have to do is define your farm area. So again, every market across the board is going to be different. So if you were in, let's say, you know, Dallas, Texas, okay, Dallas is huge. So you're going to have to narrow that down and get into kind of what we call a niche. So if you're an agent in Highland Park, okay, um, let's say you just picked the zip code in Highland Park and then you say, okay, well, there's, let's, I'm using just numbers out of my head. Say there's 5,000 residents in Highland Park. Well, let's break it down. So, you know, 100, 200 postcards that go out, it's going to be a lot more budget friendly than sending out 5,000. Because that just, you just will not have the budget for that unless you are just an over the top, have an insane budget to play with. So I'm going to be talking to those that are on a budget. Um, so once you've defined that, you know, geographic boundary, you know, of your farm area, you know, like again, it could be a subdivision, it could be a neighborhood, or it could be just a specific zip code. So kind of start thinking about, hmm, where would I want to start marketing? Is there an area that you have not tapped into that you really would like to get into? It may be your own neighborhood. You know, I mean, I always say, if you live in a subdivision or in a community where you can market around you, that should be the first thing you do is market to those in your neighborhood or in your close uh, proximity of your home and get those people to know who you are and help them make because what's going to happen is when you start marketing to your own neighborhood, you're going to be talking about, you know, I'm your neighbor. I live down the road. I live, you know, whatever that is, that's going to give that homeowner peace of mind that you are in that neighborhood with them. So therefore, you're going to be looked at as the authority for that market. Okay. So if somebody else is marketing to that area, you know, you might want to watch and see what they're doing and how you can make it better, okay? It's always about, you know, what's everybody else doing and then how can I make it better? So then you're going to identify your, your target audience. So here is where you're going to determine the audience within that farm area. So you might want to consider the demographics, you might consider age, income, lifestyle, and you might tailor it to your message effectively. So here's an idea. Um, I always say you're looking for sellers. You want the listings. So you first want to target a seller because if they're going to sell their home, guess what? They're going to have to buy one. So you can represent them in the sale and then represent them in the purchase of another home. So that's a win-win situation. So that's why I always say, first, you want to target sellers. You want to have at least eight to 10 postcards. I always recommend jumbo size. And the message has to talk to the seller. Okay. So it could be, you know, go to my website, get my market stats, you know, the five top tips for sellers who's getting ready to sell their home, you know, things that you can be doing to prepare your home, to put it on the market. It could be anything that appeals and educates a seller. So we have a postcard campaign that's 10 postcards and we have them designed, ready to go. And, you know, if you want to click on the link below, you can go look at them. 
All you have to do is open them up in Canva, change out your colors, add your information, boom, you're done. You send it to the printer along with your mailing list and set schedule it to go out. Now, of course, there's more to it, but you know, if you're interested in what we've created and you don't want to have to recreate the wheel, then we offer a really good option to you doing them yourself. So going forward, now you're going to gather that data. So you're going to collect the data about the property and the homeowner in that farm area. So you could go to, say, public records and look up the property tax records, their deeds. Um, you know, can look at other public records that provide that information of property ownership. You could also go to uh, local government databases. And you might, if they're online, you might be able to pull the database um, with the property information from there. And then, of course, there's real estate platforms that utilize, you know, real estate websites to gather that information about the properties, the recent sales, and the homeowner details. But what we're also missing out is going into your tax roll and putting an address or a zip code and then see how many homes come up around it and how many homeowners actually live there you know so what we want to make sure is that we don't have an absentee homeowner not that you can't market to them but it's just going to market to a absentee owner in a different way okay we are right now we're just talking about attracting sellers so that you can build your listing inventory okay so um once you've done that okay one other place you can go is your title company so i am of the idea that if I'm a real estate agent, I'm going to have my favorites. I'm going to have my favorite title company. I'm going to have my favorite mortgage lender, etc. So I'm going to reach out to my title company because I give them so much business and they enjoy working with me. They, I'm going to approach them about giving me the database in that neighborhood or in that farm area that I'm looking at. Now, not all title companies can do it. Um, but it doesn't hurt to ask because if they can't do it, they may have an idea of how you can get it. So we first want to look at free. You know, where can we get this information that's at our fingertips? It's open to the public and it doesn't cost any money. It just takes time to do the research. So make sure you set aside the time to do the research on those addresses so that when you download them and you get ready to do this mailing, it's going to be perfection. Okay. Now I know a lot of agents use, um, you know, different types of real estate software programs to help you with that. And there's nothing wrong with it. If you already own it, use it. If it, if you don't own it, there's other ways to get it. So don't sit there and say, well, I can't do it because I can't, I don't have ABC program. There's plenty of ways to get this information. So then, um, once you have that mailing list, and I'm going to just say we're going to play with the number 200. You could have 10,000 in that neighborhood, but we're going to talk about how you just start with the 200. So once you have done that and you've compiled your data, you want to put it in a structured, you know, mailing list. So let's say you might first get it as a CSV file. And once you get that, then you're going to download it, open it up in Excel. You're going to go through it. You're going to clean it up. You're going to delete. You might you know, not have the full information on that homeowner. So you got to kind of clean it up to where all the information that you have on that homeowner is right there. Because the last thing you want to do is send out a postcard 
and then it comes back because you wrote down the wrong address, wrong homeowner, you know, whatever that case may be. And just remember for every postcard that comes back, that's costing you money. So do we expect that to happen? Absolutely. I would say even in the first round of mailing out your postcards, you're probably going to get more back then than you will, you know, as you keep doing it. But the key here is for every postcard that you get back, you go into your uh, CSV file, you remove that address um, or that homeowner, and maybe you replace it with another one. You know, then you've got to take that spreadsheet or that CSV file and upload it again to whoever's printing it for you. So kind of let me give you a little idea of how this should work. So you have your database or your farm area. You have cleaned your um, CSV file. It's ready to go and you've got your postcard ready to go. Everything's ready. Now what do you do? So of course you've got to print it and then you have to mail it. So this is kind of going to be, you know, if you have a different way of doing it, then you definitely need to pursue that. Um, I know a lot of brokers will pay for the printing. I know that you can take it to your local printer and get a quote. You can go online to, to a printer, get a quote. Um, my favorite online printing company is Express Copy. I do not get anything from them. I'm not an affiliate. I have just used them uh, for over 20 years and I have literally never had a problem. Now that doesn't mean, you know, going forward I won't, but to date I've never had a problem. They're very easy to work with. They will let you know if the file doesn't look right. You know, you can get on the phone and talk to them about it. So don't be afraid of your online printing. So I'm going to recommend Express Copy. And then there's like this to print. And I mean, there's so many more, but those would be the two that I would recommend. But Express Copy is my number one. Okay, so I'm going to take a step back. I kind of got ahead of myself. So when you're putting together your mailing list, you want to make sure that you have the homeowner's name, the property address, and their contact information. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get it. You may just get their name and their property address and be happy with that. But if you want to go a little further, you could go to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn and do a search for them. And then like them, you know, follow them, um, be, you know, do a friend request. And when you do a friend request, you want to make sure that you just don't hit the button. You want to hit that button, but you also want to send them a private uh, message and just kind of introduce yourself, you know. So I would say, hey, Paul, um, I just saw that we live in the same neighborhood and thought we could connect. And if there's anything that you need, please feel free to reach out and ask me. If you don't know what your home is worth and you want a CMA, let me know. Do you need to know the market stats? Whatever that conversation is, but you only ask them one thing. You know, so one thing, don't, don't go into that private message typing all these questions. Just say, hey, do you have, um, do you know what your house will sell in today's market? Would you be interested in receiving my um, marketing report every month? You know, and then when they say, yeah, I would love to have that. Great. Can I get your email address? Great. Can I get your phone number? Now you have that information and now you can go put it in your CRM because you now have made contact. Now, once you've done that in a private message and you have their address, you've got them on your mailing list, 
They're still getting your postcards, but you might even send them a little thank you in the mail. Just saying, you know, hey, Paul, we talked the other day, met through Facebook. Just wanted to say, you know, thanks for, you know, connecting. If there's anything I can do for you, always know that I'm available. Just something really simple, really easy. Right now with the holiday season, um, you could even just send them a Christmas card. No promotion, just send them a Christmas card or a holiday card. Okay, so those are some of the things that you could do that would really make your database stand out. Now, to segment your list, so we're going to segment your mailing list based on specific criteria. Again, that's going to be property type, recent homeowner, I mean, a recent home buyer or a seller. Um, you can look, you know, let's say you found 123 Sioux Street and you want to know well, when, when was the last time they sold the home. So go into the MLS and put that information and pull it up and look at it and make notes of it, you know, because if they've been in the home more than three years, they may be ready to move, you know, so it wouldn't hurt to make sure that they get on that list. So when you're, you know, when you're getting those, you know, 5,000 names and you're reducing it to 100 to 200, these are the things that you should look for. It does take a little time. But it is so worth it and it really does make a difference when you have the database that you want to market to and you have the information to have a conversation with. So in my criteria, I would look like, you know, within a 10 mile radius of my address, um, been in the home for three or three plus years, you know, things like that. So kind of think about how you would do your search and write it down. You don't have to do it as you're thinking it. Just write it down like a brain dump. Well, then we're going to, um, you know, create the content for the mailing. Now, like I said, we have a um, seller postcard campaign already created. It's jumbo size. It has 10 postcards. Each postcard has a message to a seller. So if you're interested in that, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you over. Once you've made your purchase, you'll go to Canva. And you can um, change your colors. You can add your photo, your branding, and um, all your information. And then all you have to do is just send it on to the printer. So that will save you a lot of time. But if you want to do your own, this is what I'm going to recommend. You create a jumbo size postcard. Don't make it too busy. We want it clean, but with a call of action on that postcard, okay? Including your branding, your colors, and anything else that you feel that is necessary to be on there, like maybe um, your designations, your certifications, you know, your tagline, something like that. And then once you have those ready, then um, you're going to have to decide what, you know, I'm going to say the jumbo size postcard and I want it printed on the nicer, heavier weight um, paper because it just makes a big difference. Um, you know, if you go cheap, people see it. So invest a little bit more and make it look really polished and really high end scale. I don't care if you're marketing to um, $100,000 homes. You want to market to them like they are a million dollar home. Okay, because when you make that person feel really good about themselves and that you're there to help them, they're going to want to move up. And if that person is really doing good in the world and he's, you know, building a business or she's building a business and everything, when they get ready to buy again and you give them that superior service, they're going to come back to you. But you also have to stay in touch with them, which is a whole nother segment <laughs> about your past clients. 
then um, you know schedule your postcard campaign now you can do this all at once in express copy so you could take 10 postcards upload them to that database and then um, say every Monday I want one mail you know I want these mailed and, and schedule it out for 10 weeks now if some got come back you can go in and re-upload your CSV file so always make sure you do that that's very important because you don't want to get 10 postcards returned the first time and then don't do don't remove those people and then they go out again and then you get those 10 again that's just wasting money okay so just remember that that budget has got to be spot on all right because I don't want you going over budget and being nervous and oh you know I don't know if I can pay my credit card off this month because I went over my budget stay within your budget and gradually grow you may only have a budget for 25 well you know what that's 25 people that you are meeting and introducing yourself to so keep that in mind doesn't matter how many you start out with it's what you're giving them in the message and how many can you convert okay um, this is where we're going to monitor and analyze the results so of course you're going to track the effectiveness of the mailings you're going to analyze any responses you get any inquiries conversations who you were able to um, you know uh, connect with on your social platforms you know you've got to keep a, a very good record so that you can see what's working and what's not working and things that don't work can be tweaked or just totally taken off the table okay and then of course you have to comply with all the regulations so make sure you know what your broker regulations are for your mail outs because they probably will need their company uh, their brokerage logo on the postcard so just make sure you sit down and talk to your brokerage talk to your franchise um, find out what that is and make sure that you've comply with it because we don't want you to get in trouble get fined or anything like that so as long as you're complying with the local privacy and the data protection regulations you should be fine okay but just do your due diligence okay because I don't live in your community you do so you you need to know what your community state brokerage allows okay so then um, I want you just to remember that the key to the real estate farming is being consistent um, that is always going to get you through the door if you're not consistent then you're not serious okay and that's how a homeowner looks at you so make sure that anything that you do in your business you're cons consistent say you send out a monthly newsletter and you need to send it out on a you need to pick a date and send it out that date every month so if it's if you're waiting for your market stats to come out you might want to say okay on the 25th of each month my newsletter goes out and I don't care if it's Saturday or Sunday the 25th that newsletter goes out because you want people to start realizing oh I'm gonna get my newsletter I'm fixing to get my newsletter so it's really important that you do that um going from there you know if you you know my biggest thing is is that you personalize your communication um, have a call of action um, encourage them to reach out so that's again a call of action um, be that resource of valuable information you know make make them understand that whatever they need in the real estate realm you're there to help them okay um, 
you want to make sure that you network yourself. So if you go to a networking event and there's 50 people there, I sure hope that you're getting their business cards and you're putting their information in your vendors list um, in your CRM because you want to market to them in a different way, right? You might want to send them your newsletter or maybe you want to create something just for your vendors. So, you know, make sure who is getting what so that you don't go over budget or, you know, make somebody mad because, you know, why is she sending me this? You know, so we always want to make sure that we send this information. If they say to stop, you stop. Okay. Um, real funny story. I send out, you know, um, every week, you know, my database will get an e-blast saying, hey, my new podcast is out. And, you know, if you, at the bottom of that e-blast, it'll say, if you would like to unsubscribe, click here. And anybody can do that. But a lot of people don't read the fine print. So then I will get an email from somebody and they're like, I don't know how I got on your list. Get me off your list, you know, or sometimes I'll just go get somebody that says, hey, I'm, you know, I'm good. I don't need your information. Can you take me off? Absolutely. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and take them off my list immediately because I don't want them getting mad at me or coming back at me, you know, and a lot of people, when they send these emails, they kind of have a little aggression. <laughs> so just don't take it personally. Just take them off. You might even reply and say, you know, thank you so much for letting me know you do not want to sub subscribe to my uh, newsletter. I just want to confirm that I have removed you, but should you get it again, please let me know. And that's all you've got to say. Okay. Um, so then you're going to, you know, I want you to stay informed about what's going on in your community, the local developments, um, who's building, who's not building, what neighborhood, you know, what's going on everywhere and that way if somebody runs into you and they ask you a question hopefully you'll know the answer and if you don't know just tell them say you know thank you for asking me that question I tell you what I'm going to do when I get back to my office I will look that up and I will give you a call and call them text them email them whatever but make sure you follow up um, because if you don't follow up you're not going to get the client and then you're going to be wasting your money sending out postcards that you can't manage right so in a nutshell, this is a very simple thing to do. And I will leave this with you that when you are thinking about your business, you know, keep in mind, you are an entrepreneur, you're in charge of your own business. You may be with a brokerage, but you still are in charge of your own business. So what I want you to do is look at it and say, how can I market in 2024 or in the new year? Um, Make sure that you have a social media marketing strategy, you have an email marketing strategy, you have a direct marketing strategy, not only to a farm area, but you might even have um, something that you put together and email it to all of your vendors, okay? So I hope this information was useful. Um, I know that a lot of people think that postcards are a thing of the past, but they're not, they work. I promise you they work. And if you're consistent, you will see the results. And now here we are at the end of 23 going into 24. I highly recommend that maybe you take about two hours and map that out and look at what that's going to look like for you come January. And you can send those postcards. Um, you can send them out once a week. You can send them out every other week. You can send them once a month. 
just don't go over a month, you know. So, because um, if you do over a month, then it's not going to work. So just make sure that you are consistent, you know what you're sending, and make sure you follow up and you follow your tracking so that you can analyze the information. Well, and if you need help, you just let me know. We'll be more than happy to have a conversation with you. And if you have a question about it and you still want to do it yourself, just drop me an email, um, put it in the comments below, and we will address it. Because if you're asking me that question, most likely everybody else is thinking the same thing. So. In closing, I hope that you will take this very seriously and you will map it out because 2024 is going to be a great year, but you are going to have to market yourself. And this is one way that we have seen huge success come from our agents. So let me know how you're doing and we will talk to you next week. Bye.